Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet before we nursed. So listen, Lebertius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Hey, just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. Barbecue Central Show, and we're coming at you from the social distancing capital of the world, Cleveland, Ohio. It's a live show from 9 to 11 on Tuesday nights, being podcasted directly to you following first hour on Wednesday and the second hour on Thursday. Still to come on the show, you know what, Sam the Cooking Guy joins me for at least one segment, maybe two. Maybe we'll go well into the 11 o'clock hour Eastern. Who knows? I don't even know. I do have a set agenda. I do plan on running it. Do I feel confident that that is going to happen? Not overly. Don't forget you can follow me socially on a bunch of different social media platforms. uh, At BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Snapchat slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Don't forget, Facebook also has a live video feed of this show Tuesdays from 9 to 11 as well, although I don't follow the chat roll over there, only on the YouTube. So if you want to have a chance at me seeing your comment, go ahead and jump over to the YouTube side if you want. But I'm not promoting one over the other. I'm just telling you what I'm looking at. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, Episode 119, taking you back to May 1st, 2012. And during this show, we did a famous roundtable style show, but it wasn't about cooking barbecue. It was about hot topics in the barbecue and grilling world as it related to the year 2012. On the panel were leading opinion makers in 2012, including the guest from last week, Chad Ward. From Whiskey Bant and now Traeger Grills, but it was Whiskey Bant back then only. He didn't even have a show back then. Shane Draper from then Draper's Barbecue. I believe he's also currently still with Gorilla Grills. Great opinion maker and former host. If you can, I'm about ready to pull a name for you that you are not going to believe. Former host of legendary barbecue podcast In the Hut. Bruce McCall Jr., a.k.a. Huck Jr., rounded out the three-member panel and myself, so four total. And we talked about a number of hot topics that were going on in the barbecue and grilling world back in May of 2012. Not the least of which, believe it or not, was what is barbecue and what is grilling? Because back then, I was still trying to cement my case that barbecue and grilling were two different cooking styles. Meathead had come on my show and proceeded to lambast me about how barbecue, you know, everything fell under the barbecue umbrella. 
grilling, indirect grilling, smoke roasting. Everything was under, and I was adamant that it was two separate cooking methods. And we want, uh, that was the lead question of this. So you'll get to wet your whistle on 10 minutes of that. And then if you find it interesting enough, you can go ahead and check out the full entire download link. It'll be right there in the show notes. Uh, Secondly, I wanted to take a moment and mention the podcast known as Digital Hospitality. Host Sean Walchef had me on as a guest recently. And because of this coronavirus, this is something that never would have happened otherwise. Sean has a uh, had a longstanding rule that all of his interviews had to be done in person, not remote, not from anywhere. You had to be in SoCal. That was it. Otherwise, GTFO. But because of this virus we're dealing with in this country, the rules changed. The pivots had to begin, and finally, the in-person rule dropped, and I was the first virtual guest on Digital Hospitality, uh, dating all the way back to Behind the Smoke, if you were a fan of that. So the interview was fun. There was a lot of backstory on the show, how it came to be, which most of you know already if you're big fans of the show. But we also talked a lot about business, sales, marketing, closing deals, self-evaluating and evolving as a brand in order to stay relevant on the leading edge. We also talked about proper expectations for someone who's just beginning in their podcast journey. And if you're one of those folks, you need to hear the interview. It may be a bit harsh, but it's something people need to hear because I hear it all the time. I'm going to start the podcast because I'm going to make all this money. Oh, yeah? No, you're not. You're not. And then there's this. Let me ask you a question. What will your coronavirus memory be years from now? Will it be the term social distancing? Will it be the remembrance of how crippled business and the economy became during this time, the record-breaking amount of unemployment? Mine will be that we as a society brought to the forefront an industry that I had no idea existed, that being the industry of big cats. And I'm not talking about big-ass domestic house cats like you got a fat cat. I'm talking about tigers and lions and pumas and bobcats and mountain lions. I will remember that within a two-week time frame, everybody in America who had a Netflix account watched a documentary exposing the seedy underbelly of the keepings of big cats across the land. Especially the one dude with the worst dyed blonde mullet I have ever seen in my life, ever, who somehow had a magical ability to turn heterosexual males gay in an instant. His name, Joe Exotic. Yes, Joe Exotic. And trust me, Joe Exotic ain't a looker. Joe Exotic ain't rich. Joe Exotic ain't swole. But I'll be damned if he couldn't snag a man-wife with the precision of a military sniper. Hell, he was so good at it, at one point, he had two man-wives at the same time. Then, notwithstanding that, there's that kook over in South Carolina who bills himself as a doctor 
But we all know he's no damn doctor. He's as much of a doctor as Dr. Dre is a doctor. In fact, push come to shove, I'd rather have the Beats doc carve me open to save my life than that kook Doc Antle. Do you know what the best thing is? There's a running commonality between Doc Antle and Joe Exotic. Do you know what that is? Do you know what the running commonality is? It happens to be their unique ability to pull multiple sex partners and make them their wives and or husbands. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought America turned into the state of Utah overnight. Who knew that this industry had so many opportunities to pull from? Doc Annell has like five wives. Five wives. The dude in Sister Wives show is jealous of how many wives Doc Antle has. And rarely do you hear the terms brainwash or cult thrown around willy-nilly. But in this documentary, it's as common as the words tiger and king. Doc Antle and Joe Exotic are either the biggest studs on earth or they need to be arrested yesterday. And I'm not saying that they're involved in sex trafficking, but the Tigers are laughing at the amount of humans being run through those places. And don't even get me started on that bitch Carol Baskins. I'm not even going to have it. I'm not talking about that bitch Carol has. I'm not going to talk about it. If you haven't wasted those seven precious hours of your life yet, Don't be Mr. or Mrs. Macho and say you're not going to watch it. Fuck that. Fire up Netflix. Get on board this crazy train. It's not like you have anything better to do anyway. Do this. Stay socially distant. And try not to fall in love with Joe Exotic, especially if you are a heterosexual male. It's almost impossible not to. It almost happened to me. When I visited the GW Zoo last year, and I do have proof. Look at this. It was very close. You can see I'm almost in love with him right there. That's, I'm not kidding. Also, try not to fall in love with Doc Antle if you're a female of any sexual orientation. It's very difficult. He'll get you. His personality is magnetic. Who knew tiger cubs could be such a lure? Now I know. Now I know. Too late. But now I know. Get some tiger cubs. Women just throw themselves at you. You can have ten wives. If you want ten wives. You get five wives if you want. Or two. Sam the Cooking Guy is coming up out of the break. I'll talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show. The Barbecue Guru. There's two new controllers coming out really soon. One might be shipping as early as next week. And the other one, the week after that. Ultra Q, DynaQ. DynaQ is replacing what? The Party Q. Ultra Q replacing the Cyber Q Cloud, I think it was. So we're retiring some, but we're bringing some back. 
We're not just adding willy-nilly to the product's portfolio here. No, no, no. We're constantly upgrading at the Barbecue Guru. So if you're in the market for automatic pit temperature control, don't even consider anything else. I don't want to hear about it. These folks are the company that created automatic pit temperature control technology from the beginning. So you have to only buy from them. I demand it. You only buy from them. You go to their website, bbqguru.com, or you call them, 800-288-GURU, and uh, see what they have there. Ask them all the questions, and they'll make sure you have everything you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Longest-running sponsor of the show, The Barbecue Guru, and we're back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. visits from a killer hog, a cooking guy, a man named Meathead, the author of Barbecue Bible, a grill girl, a bristly barbecue journalist, and the male feasance of the barbecue world known as the Embedded Correspondence, only found right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in two sizes. With a host of accessories, whether you're a beginner or professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. The first Tuesday of the month also brings a visit from this guy, Sam the Cooking Guy. Hey, Sam. This guy. Hey, now. This guy. What's up, buddy? Hey, did you hear the the intro? I did. Did you like that? I do like that. Yeah, Thank I, you. I had the really big voice guy cram in all of my regulars in a read-up. So, Where's know. that really big voice guy live? Uh, he's Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm. Uh, and he really that's sounds a, like this. That's a business, huh? Uh, oh, well, I mean, if you have a... See, here's the funny thing. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever thought about voiceover guys, but when you take five seconds to think about them, I mean, how many can you actually name by name? Zero, I'm sure. Uh, so how many can there be that are really good? Five, 10, maybe they command the majority of the market, but the detractor, maybe, I I think it's, I think it's something that would wear off. I think initially I would want to have that, but can you imagine having voiceover guys voice? And part of me used to think it's a gimmick. They put it on, but, but guess what? But you know, but but look, uh, you and I, I've said this before, we're both fans of Stern. Yep. You remember the day he had that guy on. Yes, right. The, that, that, uh, guy, guy. that guy was not, yeah. that was his voice. Yeah, Kelly and Chloe. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. so when so I... that guy, there's, there's also the guy, um, that movie guy, you know. Don, La, Don LaFontaine. That, okay, yep. yeah. Yeah, so him... But see, but Literally, uh, you've thought about it more than I've thought about it because you know the name. Yes, because, uh, uh, well, that, uh, I've seen the name. When I started yeah. looking for a guy to do the voice stuff, uh, and I eventually, because I was uh, driving back from a truck show one time, I was listening to Westwood One, and I heard the voice, and I was like, God, who is that guy? Like, I want, that's the voice I want for my show, and I got on the internet, and I just found him through a bunch of just Googling. Just like that. Yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a guy that does the voice of the movie guy of yeah. Fontaine. Yeah, he used to be on, he used to be on Howard Stern's show doing that he's voice. Funny. Yeah. He's funny. Oh, yeah. he's great. He does all the satirical yeah. movie trails. So, yeah, uh, 
after years of having uh, this guy, uh, David Lee, do the cuts for my show, I actually had him on for an interview. And, r- I mean, I'm telling you, this guy talks exactly like that over the phone. He's like, I was like, man, it's almost like a blessing and a curse. Like, would you want to really sound like that all the time, like you're voicing commercials? You order Chinese food <laughs> to pick up. And you get that voice, you know they think you're they're, you're effing with them. Yeah, or or you make everybody feel like <laughs> they're the most important person ever. I want a number seventeen beef and that's broccoli, right. four egg rolls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, By the crazy. way, one of my fi- one of my favorite uh, Chinese restaurants just burned down here in San Diego last oh, week. Oh no! Yeah, uh, they were slipping a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, like, well, there you go. Oh, maybe, what maybe you, so what are you saying? Anyways. What are you saying? I didn't, I didn't say they, they were slipping fire. a little bit and fire. I mean, I'm starting to <laughs> connect the dots. There was a guy Bye. in Cleveland famous for that. He would let with his what? restaurants go and the uh, health Collecting would come money. in. Yes. And then he would rebuild. Oh, look, I'll be honest. It didn't, uh, it didn't escape me that they've <laughs> been vacant. Like nobody's in there cooking on those giant walks. Yeah. With lots of plugs in uh, in the kitchen no. for giant rice cookers and stuff like that, they've they've been uh, you know vacant for at least a few weeks. Hmm. One does wonder. One does yeah. wonder. All right, look, you did a, a great bonus content segment with me a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, just as coronavirus was starting to really take a hold of this country, you so see, you fast forward two weeks yep. to where we are today. Anything changed for you no. and your partners uh, from a restaurant standpoint? We're still closed. Yes. Yeah, we're still closed. <laughs> I mean, and 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 I think some of the restaurants around us that were doing the takeout thing, some of them have stopped. Yeah, because they weren't built like that initially. I, I think you know. I think it was best intentions. They wanted to provide a little something to the community. They wanted to uh, uh, have some hours for their employees. But I think even at that, it was tough to sort of make the dollars make sense. Mm. I read an interesting article in uh, in Eater the other day that said there were some um, big time restaurants in um, the article is mostly about New York. No, actually, it's other cities. Some big-time restaurants that had been doing the takeout uh, model, takeout curbside pickup, you know, delivery model, that they decided it wasn't worth the risk of having people even congregate hmm. six feet apart yeah. for what, what could happen. And they said, one restaurateur said, you know, I watched a guy come in one day coughing, hacking and sweating in line and he was six feet away from everybody and i went that that's it i'm done yikes so that was the, that was the last night that he was open have there been or, or what have been the hardest conversations you have had with your partners today during all of this you know we're hanging in we believe that this can't go on forever who knows what who knows what will happen mm-hmm. We imagine in the next, I don't think anybody's opening up within the next two months. I really don't. Wow. I mean, I would love to be super positive and say that, yes, it's going to happen. But I don't think 
So where we're at now, we're the we're the beginning of April. Yeah, very beginning. April, May. I think it's going to be summertime before we start to see a, a glimmer. Hmm. I really do. I hate the idea, um, but I think that's what it's going to be. And we're okay for a couple of months. Starting to push beyond that, we have some very serious conversations about what uh, will happen. I was going to say, does that start the road of shutting down for good kind of talks, or or, or do you not even want to talk about that I, I, until I don't really you have even to. want to entertain that? And you know what? I'm fortunate that that we're I, my my two little nothing restaurants, my two baby restaurants. I'm part of a larger umbrella group. Yeah, so they've got some a little bulk behind them. That being said. There's all kinds of little restaurants out there right now. And as we said last time, all kinds of every business out there right now that are having to have those conversations saying, literally, if we don't do something, if something doesn't happen in the next two, three weeks, a month, we're going to have to consider just closing her down. Hmm. And then we all go find other jobs. And say screw it to the landlord and hope that God forgives us you, you know, and it's just this domino that starts at the bottom and it goes all the way up, you know, that I can't pay my, you know, the restaurant guy can't, can't pay his rent, can't pay his employees. He closes for good. That landlord uh, doesn't get any income. Yeah. He can't pay his, his partners, his debtors, his bank. What the bank? I mean, you know, people look at banks sometimes just like, well, F them. They've got all kinds of money. Right. Well, they do, but it's generally not all necessarily all their money. And yeah. it's got it's, something has to happen. You can't say F the government. They should give me, you know, 15 times what I would normally get. They got a lot of money. Well, they don't. Well, if, you're, if nobody's making money, nobody's getting money. That seems no. to be a pretty basic business concept. principle, right? I mean, pretty uh, good business principle. If the yeah. banks have all the money, but if they're not getting any money, then they're not continuing to have all the money. Can I just say something before I forget? Yes. I, I want to do a commercial here. Is oh. that all right? <laughs> do you need a, like a music bed underneath you? I or? do not need a music bed. All right. But I'm going to forget. I don't have a very good memory. I smoked a lot of weed when I was younger. Great. Did all, all kinds of other drugs. I've never done weed in my life. Yeah, I know. You don't do that stuff. You couldn't name something I don't think I haven't done. What? I'm not, I'm not saying what? I'm proud of it. I'm just saying I had a... Have you done crack cocaine? Absolutely. <laughs> what? Uh-oh. I was really? wondering what sound you were going to play, yeah. Oh, my By God. By the way... Really? You know, not, not that I'm... By the way, instant of- chat hey. blowing up with Sam's a man. What a champ. He's a man's that, man. Oh, my God. I love him but, even more. I mean, the list is going on and on. Look, what the we hell? Have, we have very honest conversations. <laughs> we might have breached the uh, broach the too, too intense conversation. Crack cocaine. Should I not have, I not have said that? No, I, mean, I want you to say it. I mean, I want you to it say it if you did day. it. You, tr- you try things. <laughs> you do? And I inhaled. <laughs> but they, they said it could it could blow your heart up. Like, doesn't that scare well, you enough to not try it? Look, it's terrible. I was young. What did I know? So was look, I. Look, I had a, uh, this is maybe fodder for a much longer conversation. <laughs> I had a brother who uh, specialized in that world. Oh. He is, he's no longer with us. Oh. He, uh, sadly, he took his own life. Oh. But that was, that was his world for, for quite some time. And I was then, I don't think anymore, easily influenced. 
you can be easily influenced by somebody older and a family member. Yeah, of course. And he turned me on first to Coke, which I'm guessing you haven't done weed. So no, you done. never. So oh, my God. That, I mean, we, this is how did we get here? I'm Ray? totally scared of doing cocaine of any form, rock no, or, or powder or anything. Look, it's, look, it's terrible. It's, yes. It does awful things to your heart. Fortunately, I, th- here's what I heard. I didn't. You, yeah. it, you do crack and your heart explodes and you do uh, cocaine and you have a heart attack. Okay, I mean, well, one one is, is a little worse well, than the other, I but you're both dead. I, you drive a car and you can yeah, crash into a wall. I understand. Path. Totally understand. I get it. You make it sound like you do those things and the, the bad shit's going to happen. Yes. Looking, are you looking at me right now? <laughs> yes. I've never had a heart attack and oh. I still have a completely intact heart in my body. Well, I maybe my dad scared you. me the right way. I, I bought into it. I don't know. Uh, well, well, I'm glad for that. Also, I was the oldest. I didn't have any older siblings that were into nefarious activity that also, you know, I was no, a see, little bit more pliable to. The older children I have found um, <laughs> tend to be a little wiser. Oh, well, I don't, I'm not going to argue that. You must, well, I mean, I'm, I'm totally and I wise. I was the youngest and I wasn't the wisest at all. You were going to do a and commercial I before did. we got into your heroin and crack cocaine use. Stop it. <laughs> and it was only heroin twice. It was not that big a deal. Like, really? Listen, listen, Did you listen. do heroin too? Can I stop it? Just stop now. Stop. Okay. You open the door. You open the door. You said you did all the drugs and I, I started naming the them. Question. I'm just trying to be an honest. What kind of guest do you want? I I'm just steering our course back. I'm, saying, I'm steering our ship back to course. You're listen. being a great guest right now, I can tell you that. Uh, Beer Champs Barbecue said Sam nailing rails all day long. I love it. <laughs> Not Perfect. anymore. Let, can, can I just, you're going to yeah. be surprised. When Go, you ahead. My Go ahead. Go ahead. My commercial is for your interview oh. with Sean Walshef. Yeah. Uh, his digital, Cali Comfort Digital Hospitality. Yep. He's got too many names. That's what he's got. He's got plenty. His, 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 his uh, Cali Comfort Media Event Digital Hospitality. Look. <laughs> If you guys listening, if you men and women listening haven't heard it or don't know, a um, and a, a, a a a guy that both of both Greg and I know, a guy named Sean Walshaw, has a barbecue restaurant here in San Diego. He's very active in the food community. Um, he has this has been doing this podcast for a long time. He changed formats a little while ago, and now that everybody's in lockdown, he's been doing these these um, Zoom, FaceTime, whatever interviews. And he interviewed uh, Greg uh, Rempe, uh, or as uh, my Siri calls him, Greg Remp. Ugh. And I'm telling you, uh, I like this man. I've liked this man a long time. We've been friends for a bunch of years. Yeah. I learned, not only learned things about Greg Rempe, ladies and gentlemen, but... I have way more respect for him now than I did uh, two days ago. Why? You should listen. I, I told you. You just want me to say this again and kiss your ass some more? <laughs> you have you, your understanding of the business world is really solid. The way you approach your work, the way that you you finish a sales call and then and then do a little 411 with yourself to take a look at what you did right, what you might have done better, what you think didn't go the way you wanted to go. Write these things down so the next time you approach a similar situation, 
I'm telling you, folks, there's there's really valuable information to be gleaned from this guy. And the way that his whole thing started, it's really you should go find it. Do you have a link to it on your uh, on your nonsense? Uh, God knows I couldn't. Find yeah, it. yeah, I did uh, post it on my Facebook okay. and so I'm, uh, I'm YouTube, you, Twitter, or whatever. You don't have to listen to Greg. You know, you know, he posts it. You might think, oh, he's just a self-serving bastard, just trying to, you know, make himself seem better in front of all of us. I'm <laughs> telling you, you want to go listen to this. It's really, really interesting. And I don't listen okay. to too many podcasts. And I listened because it was Greg, and I got sucked in because it was Greg. Oh, good. Well, thank you for the commercial. That it was uh, that was very tremendous. I appreciate you, that. Well, go back to my drug use now. Well, no. Let's uh, continue to press ahead. Wait, uh, but heroin twice for real? Because I heard that was like the really the most addictive stuff. Okay, listen. Don't you have to have like a, a needle and, no, and a spoon don't. and fire for you that don't. shit? Don't. And both times uh, it was given to me under the guise of it being something else. Like what? Which is Pez? Coke. No, Coke. <laughs> <laughs> How many other things can it be? So you sniffed heroin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Nailing rails, as they say in the chat room. All right. I don't know that term, but I didn't do that. All right. Uh, so, uh, getting back to the uh, virus here. Can we get back to it? Yeah. Can we? Uh, let's look Good back. Luck. Let's look ahead just for a moment. We're yeah, finally yeah. on the other side of this thing. Yeah. Normal starts to come back into our daily lives, however that's going to look. Here's the question What sticks with us as Americans that we've learned from this shelter in place time? that we will actually take and apply into our everyday lives going forward post-COVID-19? Look, I think the, 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 pro, the, the touching, um, the closeness, I think that part is going to be front, front of mind. I think the cleanliness thing will be front of mind. Mm. Washing hands. The medical community has always said you should wash your hands a lot. Yeah. Don't touch your face. Don't put your fingers in your mouth and your eyes, that kind of thing. Don't do that. And um, we all have been living this bit of a Pollyanna life. I think those are the things that are going to stick. I would like to say going with less would be one of those things we would come out of this with. Appreciate what you have. Life is short. Enjoy what you've got. Don't go crazy. Live each day, not like it's your last, but there's a finite number that you have. We don't know how many we've been given, so we should enjoy them as much as we can. Don't save that bottle of champagne Mm. that you were given uh, for your 40th birthday for a special occasion. Mm -hmm. Because a Wednesday night with friends or family should be the special occasion, right? Right. Those kinds of things. I fear, though, that that like a woman that has a, a, a baby and goes through all that terrible childbirth, mm. says, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> and then and then forgets and then has another baby. Yeah. I fear that, you know, a year, 18 months down the road, old habits will come back in. Yeah, well, I think Americans, uh, by and large, are uh, very quick to galvanize and state the obvious in the midst of something terrible and then five hours later when things are back to normal go right back to the way it used to be because that's comfortable that's what they know that's what makes us americans blah 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 
my my hope, I guess. Yeah. And see, the thing that I don't know, like I'm not a very political guy. I never yeah, hardly yeah. ever talk about politics on the show and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just not that interested. I don't watch the news. My wife might ask me questions like, well, did you hear about it? I'm like, no, I just because I, I don't yeah. want to get bogged down in it. I got enough, you know, crap to worry about <laughs> than get piled on. I hear you. But I don't know what kind of a medical position we were in federally. If we weren't in, in a, it, it appears that maybe we weren't in great shape to tackle this or we didn't do it ahead of t- or whatever. But yeah. I would I would hope that we would learn that if put in a similar instance that we have enough stockpile or materials or whatever. So if we are late to the game again, that we can at least recover in a much more significant and rapid fashion. But yeah. I don't I just don't know what that looks like. And, and nobody will tell you what that looks no, like and that scares to, me the most look, it's hard to know all we can do is prepare on our own minor levels that's all we can do yeah we, we can't i can't i can't affect the government uh, i can vote for people that i think will do the right thing actually i can't because i'm canadian but i can encourage people to vote for people that they believe will do the right thing. That's why it's so important that people vote. And I say that and I can't, but we have to. Yeah. If you don't believe the right thing has happened to guide us, then you have to vote for somebody you think will. I'm not making any judgments. I'm just saying that's the small thing that we can do to try and affect that level. You know, do you remember years ago, I may get it wrong, but wasn't... Was it Magic Johnson? Was it Kobe that presumably bit a hooker in the back during sex in a hotel room? Do you remember that? Uh, I think that was Kobe. Okay. In Denver. Okay. <laughs> you remember what followed that? No. He, he was the worst man in the world. People thought he was awful. He didn't do it to you or me. He did it to somebody else. Yeah. And he was castracized. He was should, nobody should like him, is right? And then guess what? Guess how the whole thing changed? We know how it changed. Yeah, right. Turned out he's a great guy, and that was maybe a, a, a I won't say minor indiscretion. I don't know. I wasn't don't really remember it. But the point is, if things that didn't happen to us personally, we can forget and go back and change our ways. Shit that happens to us, we have to remember. We have to remember. Hmm. Um, oh, we're getting old. Yeah, we're, we're we're way deep in it. But this now, is not our normal stuff. I'll quickly pull we'll us go back to the drugs. Let place. me quickly pull us back out of it before we go to the break. Guy, the yeah. cooking Sam, your favorite uh, chat person, has a new suggestion for a shirt, and I'm going to second this right off the bat. Coke, meth, weed. And we mix. Love it. <laughs> and we mix. All right, uh, Sam, hang out just for one second here while we uh, talk about our last sponsor of the evening, that being Big Pop Smokers. And you can find them over at BigPopSmokers.com, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. Get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. They have 13 perfectly balanced rubs, you're going to love each and every one of them. Some of my favorites, Sweet Money, Desert Gold. I also like Double Secret Steak Rub, of course, one of my favorite steak rubs. Jalapeno, Hallelujah, 
happy ending, which I put on the ribs and uh, threw my pulled pork. Love it. Also, they own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're tired of all the barbecue sauces that are out there right now and you want to break away from the norm, Granny's Barbecue Sauce is great all by itself, or you can use it as a base sauce and then tweak from there. And aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, they also offer a very wonderful selection of pellet charcoal and wood cookers. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, you want to check out that Mac Two-Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa's is the exclusive online Mac dealer. And they even offer special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, you can take a look at the old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. And if you're not sure what grill you need, just give them a call. Ask them all the questions. They'll make sure that they put you in front of something that will fit the needs. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A. Smokers.com. More Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Head over to smithfield.com throughout the grilling season and get tips and tricks from pit masters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, and Childs Cridlin. Mouthwatering flavor, no artificial ingredients. Smithfield fresh pork, quite simply, some of the finest pork money can buy. It is the trusted choice of world championship pit masters for uses at competitions. And at home in the backyard, it is smithfield.com. Thank you, Smithfield. And... We're joined once again by Sam the Cooking Guy. Thanks for hanging me through the break there. What's on the What's on the television, pal? What I'm we, still. St- I mean, oh, what are we doing? Uh, Kelly's sitting over there. Oh. What's What's new with the coronavirus? <laughs> I'm on, I'm on with Greg, Kel. Just turn it up so you can still hear it. <laughs> oh, live. This is why you got to tune in live. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, it's live on podcast, but when you're when we're all experiencing it at the same time, it's wonderful. Kelly, here, watch. I'll block the screen. There, go. Now go. You can go take your thing into the other room if you want. Go. Nobody oh. can see you. Oh, dear. What's going on? It's salacious. She's, I don't know what happened. What's wrong with She's her? lost her mind tonight, for God's sakes. Look out. Um, all right, so uh, you've answered some of the most important and tough questions of the evening already. So. Yeah, there, but I this, just had to move so I could block her. Go ahead. But this, this might this be the, real question. the most this is worse than what you've already asked. This me? might be the most pressing question of them all. Go ahead. Do you dye your hair? Oh, oh no. Why are you asking me that? Really? Oh, you think I do? Well. I'll tell you, I get uh, plenty of feedback in the instant chat. Uh, now, about me or about you? Well, both of us. When you're on, I get Sam dies. I don't get does Sam. I get Sam dies his hair. Sam dies his hair. Blah blah blah. Uh, recently, yeah, look, I've, I, I I've, admit, I admit that it is very dark. Yeah. I also admit that my father, who uh, is no longer here, but I look a lot of like. I hope I don't really act like him because he was not the kindest man. Mm. He did not really start going gray until he was mm, mid 60s. So I'm sick. Kelly, am I 60 or 61? I'm 60. <laughs> well, it's all the Coke, obviously. Yeah. 
Uh, I am 60, so and I'm and I'm going. I'm starting. Yeah. It's there. Light and salt. This, uh, and Kelly loves the salt and pepper. Oh yeah, loves. It. And I and I I don't have enough of it for her. Hmm. She'd love you. Oh, she would love. Me. I said you have the same, the exact same hair coloring thing going on as a good friend of ours, Ken, and lives in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, so uh, you know where people would say. Sam dyes his hair. People were also busting my balls, saying, accusing me of dyeing the top of my hair. Like, like I'm, if I'm okay, going to dye my hair, I'm doing the whole egg. I'm not going to leave the side shells here. I'm going the whole well, thing. Well, there is an argument to be made. What? That that you might give yourself an extra point or two in the credibility column. By just going gray on the leaving gray on the sides and doing the top. Oh, yeah, but you know the wor- Here's the worst because thing. the because the top is really the part that plays the biggest uh, uh, has the most significance in the look. No, oh, I don't know. I, like I hate hair. Uh, I hate it. Uh, I, I I love guys that have magical yeah. hair and I want their hair. But for me, like I hate my hair. I don't want to even think about it. I would rather shave it off, but I get laid a lot less when I shave it off, so I continue to keep growing it. But it's retreating quicker than the French army, for crying out loud. But I, I keep it because, you know, it's uh, I like the uh, extracurricular activities, the benefits of. So, But there's no way. Look, you have uh, you know very dark hair. I have very dark hair. Here's the one yeah. thing that I've come to find with people that dye their hair. Yeah, yeah. Dudes with lighterish hair can get away with it more yeah. than dudes yeah, with really dark hair because really it, dark hair dye looks fake. Uh, so then yes, what? Okay, but 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 when you see a guy who's like sixty three and he's got that fading blonde hair, he looks like it's silly looking. <laughs> but it's Look, not. I it's not think, less silly than think. the sixty year old with the with the uh, uh, permanent marker black hair. No, that that looks ridiculous. Yes. And I, if you could, if you were here and you could see it, you would see the gray. You would get that it was. I think you would get that it wasn't dyed. Certainly on a shitty little like, MacBook Air camera, you can't. It's just going to look black. It's right. like like the same color as my T-shirt under here, right? Yes, right. And it's not. It's brown. It's dark brown, but it, the, it doesn't distinguish in this bad camera. Look, here's the here's how we'll close this. I asked my wife's hairdresser, she's a very fabulous lady. I said, hey, Steph, what do you think about dyeing my hair? And her first, totally on, just, just was like say. reaction right back. She said, do you want to look like you have dyed hair? Of and course I said, so. no. I, but see, I, if you saw me in person, I don't, Kelly, do I look like I have dyed hair? No, Kelly says absolutely not. Yeah. And she's managed... Three hair salons for twenty years, twenty eight years. Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, so when when the hairdresser told me, yeah, you know, well, you're gonna look like a guy with dyed hair. Then I said, well, I don't want looks shoe polish. I don't want it. I don't want that. No way. So I'm not gonna do. See me in person. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm planning this year. You know, I hate it too. By the way, this Corona because I was really making very firmly tentative plans to get out and see you in person this year no it can't happen well i mean it can't not happen okay, we're only I'm in got, month okay. four for crying out loud we got a lot of time but i'm just saying it's, it's halfway, really put it's halfway between us i want to come out there 
Oh. I don't want to go halfway between us. Like halfway is Kansas City, I think. What is that? The uh... I mean, it's fine. I've been there. I want to come out there. Like so if I'm leaving on. Cleveland, I'm not going to Kansas City. No offense, Kansas City. But I'm going to Sand Doggy <laughs> Dog. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> By the way, never in my standby 31 years of living here yeah. have I ever heard anyone refer to this as sand doggy dog. <laughs> and by the way, if you're thinking you might want to come here, you should think about dropping that expression because it'll wow. be, just turn you around at the airport. Wow. All right. You're going to get off the plane. You'll be like, all right, I'm in sand doggy dog. And they'll go, sir, <laughs> you're going back. We're yeah. turning you right around and sending you back to Seatown, loser. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, look, Sam, let's talk about this in our remaining time this evening. Okay, uh, there's plenty of folks. I had mentioned it with Malcolm Reed, who is a budding YouTube sensation uh, on the barbecue and grilling side of things. He's approaching a million subscribers. You're well past that at this point. You're, you're rapidly approaching two million. Your, your we'll, be run, there, we'll be there. We'll be there uh, by by summertime. Your sure. run to a million yeah. is impressive. Your run to two million is like Usain Bolt running the hundred meters compared uh, to your first million. It's unbelievable. Seemed it's going to be. Fa- it'll be fast. It's super fast. I, I, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Now that people have all of this free time, or there's a decent amount of people. The thing that I was yeah. hearing that I told Malcolm is I'm going to start a podcast or I'm going to start a YouTube channel. If you want to, yeah. you want to get my take on uh, what you should be thinking about on a podcast. Go listen to Sean's interview that he did with me. But let's talk about YouTube channels with the preeminent cooking YouTube channel on YouTube. That's the cool. cooking guy. Wow. If somebody's going to get into this, yeah, yeah. What's important? I'm talking. Let's strip it all the way down <laughs> to right. the basic, most important components. Because here's the other thing that I'm worried about. With everybody talking about how they're going to jump into this shit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, two yeah. or three months, if everything recovers back quickly, the all clear is given. I think there's also, for as much of a influx of talent that there might be, there's going to be then a vacuum out of talent because people are going to go back to normal life. That happens. Yeah. Um, I, I, was, uh, I used to sell real estate, and there's this... There's this wave of people getting into real estate when other businesses aren't really happening or when the mark, the real estate market gets really hot and it's like you could sell ice to an Eskimo. That's when people jump in the market. When yeah. the market gets a little bit difficult, everybody goes back out again. So just, you know, people with too much time on their hands that think, well, I love to sell. I think I love to sell. I love homes. I love looking at homes. I'm good with people. I'm going to get into real estate and think they're going to make a jillion dollars. Yeah. And I realize how difficult it is. This is not an easy business. Despite how stupid we might make it look to boil it down. Here's what I think you need. I think you need an interesting angle that maybe has not already been covered a thousand times. Uh, you know, I used to say when I started the world did not need another Emeril Lagasse or another Bobby Flay. Those versions were already there and doing fine. So me coming on and copying somebody else's style, that didn't make sense in my head. That being said, it definitely took me a while to find my own voice. But there's no point in coming on and doing what everybody else does. You need to come on and you need to find your unique voice. And you have to bring something that people will want to see. I chose to shoot 
as I'm fond of saying, at the middle of the room. I don't do sophisticated food. I don't do fancy stuff. I'm not doing crazy French stuff up here, but I'm also not doing like vegan organic, uh, you know, stuff down here. It's not my world. I know where I'm best. I also know where there's a bigger audience for the stuff that I do. And that's the part of the room that I choose to aim at. So if you're going to come on, you need to be unique. You need to find something to say that maybe hasn't already been said before. But I also think, and you and I, Greg, talk about this all the time, you have to consider the quality of the work that you're doing. And I don't mean that if you're going to make a souffle, it looks perfect. I mean the content that you're putting out. In the beginning, anybody could shoot anything with an iPhone and put it up on, on YouTube or, or Vimeo or the Internet, and people would watch it because there's this hunger, this, 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 this appetite for it. But we've all gotten more sophisticated, and now people are looking at this stuff and they're thinking, all right, well, I don't want to look at something that looks like shit. I want to look at something that looks really good. So we work very hard. Max shoots all my stuff. He edits all of our stuff. He makes us look great. Mm -hmm. So we work hard at that. You can't get away with just, I don't think, just a single camera anymore. There are people that you don't see talking to other people. You know, Babish is a very popular food YouTube guy. His stuff looks amazing. He's got a huge audience. He works very hard at it. You can't just come on and just think you can just uh, like uh, like cheat your way to the top because it's not going to happen. I know people look and they go, look at that guy's got two million. That guy's got a million and a half. I know people look at me and he goes, he's got whatever he's got. And he's an idiot and I'm, I can do better than him. Well, okay, so do that. Yeah. You see people, that's the restaurant model that fails almost every time. Somebody sits in a restaurant, they're eating lasagna, and the guy looks at his wife and he goes, look, this lasagna sucks. This restaurant's packed. Your lasagna is 100 times better. Imagine if we opened a place with your lasagna. <laughs> I'm, You know me, honey. I've got personality. I'm great at a holiday party. I'll run the front of the house. You make the lasagna. We'll be a 1,000 times busier. Yeah. And they end up they end up going out of business three months later. It isn't easy. Nothing's easy anymore. You have to commit. You have to work at it. You have to make it different. You have to make the quality there, that kind of stuff. Did I preach too much? Well, it's important that there is because there is a mixed signal because you have people that are successful in these platforms that say you just need to start doing something and throwing stuff up there and learn as you go. So where do you uh, consult with or where do you find that middle ground? I, I don't believe that you should just start throwing anything up. There's a guy that does another barbecue podcast that says, hey, you just need to start doing it and it's just going to suck and kind of learn as you go. I think that there's so much content out there now. This isn't 10 years ago where nobody knew how to make a podcast or nobody really was into YouTube the way we're into YouTube now. There has been so yeah. much content generated that you can That's go through and see, here's a channel that looks really good and kind of matches up with my personality and how I well, think things can be brought across. I'm saying we're much more sophisticated in our, in our approach and how we look at these things and what we expect. TV in its infancy was shit. TV four years later 
wouldn't have had people watching if it was still that early stuff when you compare to the good stuff. Yeah. Who, who wants to watch really high quality programming here and then just garbage over here? I don't want to watch that. I mean, that might work if you're 17 and you're doing, you know, banjo videos in your in your bedroom. But but I'm not 17 and I can't speak to that audience and I don't understand that audience. So but that's fine. No, I don't think that you should just throw up any old shit because you know what? Uh, I'm not going to, if I walk into a restaurant that goes, that starts off going, I don't know how to, we don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make this lasagna and get it on the plate hot. I walk in, the lasagna sucks. I'm not coming back the next week thinking they may have gotten their stuff together. Is it important for somebody new to have a agenda of a number of things to like if they're going to do a, a cooking channel I mean, let's talk about that since you're kind yeah. of the expert do they want to have uh, a certain amount in the bank before they start publishing to ensure the ability to adjust or or grow or add as they see them being viewed and released over the first handful of weeks no i don't know i don't you know what i i, I no i i disagree with that I have a friend that uh, does a podcast here in, here in uh, this area, and um, he shot like eight of them and held them all yeah. and then started to release them. Well, what if your stuff is no good? What if there's a fundamental flaw in something that you're doing? What if your mic volume is shitty? There's too much treble. There's too much bass. All these things, and now you've got eight of these going up. No, don't do that. In fact, I think that's a terrible idea. I think what you should do, you need to do, you need to follow the Greg Rempe school of sales. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, everything is sales. It doesn't matter if it's a cooking channel on YouTube, if you're uh, at a bar looking to uh, meet men or women, or both, you're selling trucks. Or uh, barbecues in a uh, home store. Everything is sales, and the idea that you would uh, that you would put um, multiple things up that weren't perfect is a mistake. Hmm. Put one thing up, then critique the hell out of it, like Greg Rempe suggests, and then go, "Geez, you know what? The volume of my mic, his mic, their mic wasn't right." There's something tinny. I need to change something in this room. I've got to get a better microphone. I've got to get better headphones. I've got to change my software. Don't make multiples of something that's no bueno. Because what, then then where are you? Then you have multiple no good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly yeah. what then, you've got. Then you got to adjust after the fact, uh, after eight yeah. or nine episodes, if, if you even have an audience at that point. If you have an audience. Yeah. By the way, Everybody, everybody should listen to what we have to say. There's a lot of wisdom that comes out of this. Uh, wait, a lot of nonsense, yeah. but there's a lot of wisdom. Some might find our wisdom as a controversy to other statements. <laughs> However, uh, we will not be party to that, I can tell you. Kelly, now, Greg just said controversy. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> See, and she goes, and advertisement? <laughs> Advertisement is not a weird word. I do have advertisements in my show. I'll have you know. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, well, now I lost the great follow-up question that I was going to 
Oh, as, oh, 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 here it is. Yeah. So within this, uh, within these troubled times, as more people are home and they're watching, have you noticed an appreciable spike up of views on your, uh, I guess, overall videos and then more Here's specifically over the last Here's two weeks? Noticed. I've noticed an appreciable spike up in uh, uh, subscribers. Really? Yeah. Huh? Views, uh, not views. Yeah, pretty good. So, like in the lockdown, absolutely. in those lockdown videos that you did, like yeah. I don't know, was it four of them or, or yeah, yeah, you're still rolling. Very highly reviewed. So you oh. had like at last look, three of the four were in, I don't know, uh, four hundred, five hundred thousand yeah. view range. Yeah, yeah. But one Six, of them was seven. like near a million views. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, the, yeah. the egg one. What the fuck? The egg. You know, it's funny. The more basic shit that I do, uh, the more it gets watched. <laughs> so my cookbook, um, literally just finishing today. Um, in it, uh, there's a moment when uh, I tell in a head note to a recipe. Um, the section is hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> I, I know it sounds stupid, but I remember saying once, um, for the TV show, I was going to shoot. Kelly goes, what are, you, what are you shooting today? I go, I'm going to do a hard, you know, an egg episode and hard boiled eggs. And she goes, don't you think, uh, like teaching people how to hard boiled eggs is a little basic. <laughs> and I said, you know, sweetheart, um, I remember that when I figured out how to do it the right way, and not make them all gray, that make that gray ring around the yolk and mm. get them all chalky and gross. Yeah. Well, that was kind of a big deal for me. She goes, oh, I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's too much, too, too simple. That literally was one of the most popular episodes I've done in a very long time. <laughs> I can't tell you to this day how many people come up and go, dude, thank you for showing me how to hardball egg. Yeah. I now, as I said in this head note, in the book that will come out in the fall, mm -hmm. Unless the world falls, the bottom falls out of the world. I use Kelly now as a reverse bellwether. Oh. If I say, hey, what do you think of this? She goes, oh, I don't like that. I go, thank you. That's like a, it's like the Pope. Gold. Blessing that recipe, that episode, <laughs> that video. Yeah. Uh, what's for release this week? Anything you can tease us with so we can look forward? Today, today, uh, tomorrow, yep, you Wednesday. will see yep. the Kevin Bacon Burger. Kevin Bacon Burger, yes. Are there six layers? Hello. <laughs> There's not six layers. Oh, that's too bad. It's, I'm not that deep. All right. Uh, so uh, be prepared for the Kevin Bacon Burger. Go back and watch all of his recent lockdown videos. They got some really cool, especially if you like tater tots. There's a really cool recipe with tater tots oh. on top. Love that. Hot dish. You're the part of the world that a hot dish is a thing, right? Yeah, we love hot dishes. Casseroles, we call them. Yeah. You, but, but does the term hot dish work there? No, that's not like a term. See, I think that's mid. You're not Midwest. That might right? be more yeah. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. That's probably where it is. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah we're we're more. I, I like if so when I came when I moved from New York. Yeah, people's like, oh, Ohio, you're moving out west. I mean, technically, yeah. because oh. we moved west. But, I wouldn't have said that. you know. Uh, but what when you live in New York, you're you're moving west. Yes, that's fine. No, well, but no, out no, west. Out west. Not, we were moving out west, Ohio. and then we got to Ohio, and I was like, oh, well. That, I mean, they say we're in the Midwest, but I've, to me, Midwest is more like uh, Kansas and uh, Chicago. Uh, 
Well, even Chicago, Chicago's only five hours away from me, so it's or six. It's not that far away. So you know, I think it's more uh, you know uh, Kansas and uh, you know those states around Kansas, Missouri, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas seems middle to me. I mean, it's south, but middle, right? So no, I would okay. never say Texas was middle ever. M- middle section. So if you have the east and the west, like you know, uh, okay. like uh, was, somebody, Washington somebody, is west. All right, right. Look, you're getting coffee one morning. There's somebody there with like an Australian accent, <laughs> right? Yeah, good eye. Yeah, it, you're you're chatting about places in the country. Yeah, and and the guy goes. Uh, <laughs> Where's Texas? Would you say it's in the middle? Because look, well, I know I, I, I'm not. See this finger right uh, here waving? Yes, that's the middle. Yeah, the middle is not down here. Yes, but you don't. Not, you don't understand. No, you never do like that. See this finger right here? Right. What I'm saying is, there's an eastern portion, there's a middle portion, and then there's a western portion. To me, you know, Texas is in the southern part of the country. Of course. You want to know where the middle of this onion is? It's here. Up your. Oh. It's not down here, douche. I got it. It's I got it. Here. I got it. All right. Well, let's end it that way then. Uh, calling me a douche. Very nice. And uh, you can find Sam the Cooking Guy Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Love- subscribe. Right, cram, cram the subscribe button. Smash the <laughs> subscribe button or whatever you're not supposed to say. Right. Yeah. Uh, Thecookingguy.com is his website. And the first Tuesday of the month, you can find him right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Sam, always appreciate the time. You're the best. There he is. Go, go listen to his interview. Go listen. That's right. Sam, the cooking guy right there. And we are a little late, but we'll go ahead and wrap it up here right now. I think he let something drop there that we just glossed over. He's got a new book coming out in the fall. By the way, one of my favorite sayings is a douche or douchebag or douche canoe. So getting called a douche by one of my favorite people ever is humbling to me. It's, it's like a badge of honor. All the way back in the first hour, Malcolm Reed joined us. How to Barbecue Right. Subscribe there on the YouTubes. Great recipes. Then we had... Mike Lang from Another Pint, please. Follow him on Instagram, a great Instagram contributor. And uh, as John Solberg said in the instant chat, probably the preeminent food photographer in our industry, believe it or not. Second hour, all Sam the Cooking Guy all the time. Thecookingguy.com, his website. Subscribe to him on YouTube. Big show planned for you next week. Meathead is in. Masterbuilt Smokers is in for the first time, believe it or not. We'll talk about that gravity feed that Phil Ludwig had such an issue with putting together. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday, this is your program host and proud U.S. American reminding you to stay sheltered in place. Stay socially distant. And I am a proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.
This is Sylvie Curry from Ramona, California, and I'm listening to the Barbecue Central Show.